Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NCEA podcast. This is Kevin Baxter, the Chief Innovation Officer for uh, the National Catholic Educational Association. Uh, happy to be welcoming Kathy Mears, Interim President CEO, again to the podcast. Kathy, welcome. Thanks, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing great, and the reason I'm doing great is because we've had a wonderful week. Uh, we're speaking on Friday, April 17th, and we just concluded the first NCA virtual conference. Uh, today, actually, we're still having our exceptional learners uh, group go, but um, we've just uh, put this together very, very quickly and, and just very, very excited. So I want you to share a little bit about, uh, about what we found uh, these last few days, Kathy. Well, as you know, Kevin, NCA Virtual 2020 was a success in many, many ways. One of the ways was registration. We had um, we started registration a week ago Tuesday, so that I believe that was April 6th, and we registered 6,850 wonderful Catholic educators during that time, and they participated. They participated so much that the average size of our groups was around 1,000 people. We had groups from 600 to 1,300 participating, which is just fantastic. And NCA, we're so proud to have been able to offer this to our members. We just feel like when we're serving our members, we're at our best, and we felt like we accomplished our mission this week. And we're just very excited about it. We're very pumped up because that's really, at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. We want to serve our members, and we feel like that was a success. People said it was easy to register, it was easy to follow along, and the comments on our program were fantastic. Our participants believe that we provided quality Catholic professional development. They got to hear on the topics they wanted by excellent people who know what they're doing, and it was just so positive. It's a great way to end our week. And you're right, ELC is still going on. It's sold out at 750 people. So again, we're very excited about the possibilities of what this could mean for us in the future and that we were able to pull it off so quickly when, unfortunately, we had to cancel Baltimore because of COVID-19. But we're very proud that we were able to pull it off in about a month, and we're very happy with the numbers. But looking forward, Kevin, what do you think? What do you think we will be doing three months, six months, nine months to offer PD to our members? How do you think that will happen? And in what ways do you think that will happen? This is our big challenge right now, not just at NCEA, but of course in Catholic schools across the country. I think the big takeaway that I come away from this week is that we had nearly 7,000 people register in a little over a week. Uh, what that tells me, and I think it tells us, is that there is a great desire and demand for Catholic educators to learn virtually, to experience content, high-quality content, to experience high-quality professional development in the virtual realm. And, you know, we admitted, I think we were on a podcast a week or so ago talking about this, and we knew we were going to make some mistakes and things weren't perfect, and that's, and that's normal because we did put it together so quickly. But I think that's a big takeaway for me is just knowing that there's that level of enthusiasm. And because we did it so quickly, we actually think that's just, a, you know, we're just scratching the surface and what's potential. And so what I take away and what I think about where we need to go is what does NCA virtual look like moving forward? Uh, we use that tag, if you will, to say this is, you know, kind of the online convention for this week. But we recognize that as a valuable brand and we want to continue to build it so that NCA virtual just becomes part of NCEA and what we offer. And so how do we build out 
capacity to have continuous online professional development opportunities, continuous online content sharing, to make sure that we have a platform where all members, right, we have all levels of membership within NCEA from teachers to staff members to administrators to diocesan employees, superintendents to pastors to bishops. How do we make sure that we have things that are relevant and really resonate with all membership levels so that there's a place for people to come and share and communicate and collaborate and to be in relationship with one another? I think that's one of the big takeaways from the whole COVID-19 impact is that people are missing being in person and that's justified and that's right but we can be in relationship with one another. It's not the same thing, but we can be in relationship with one another virtually. We can connect. And um, NCA, I think we have to continue to think through how we can do that and how we can build that over time. I, th I think you're right. And I think it's very clear that our educators are learners. They want to be always learning all the time. They really liked the PD sessions because they felt like it improved their skills. It improved them professionally. So I think that that's one way we're going to have to respond is listen to our membership. Tell us what you want, and we'll see if we can't provide that. I want to go back to what you said, too, that people want to be together. I've always said that Catholic education is different because our teachers, our parents, our students are not only in community, but we're in communion with one another. And even though it's virtual, I felt that. There were times where on the chat, people would get excited because they would see the name of somebody they hadn't seen in a while, and they literally connected by typing in to each other on our chat while NCA virtual is going on. And it's a little thing, but you know what? In this time when everybody has to be worried about the virus, they have to be worried about employment and money and children and all of that, it was wonderful that we provided an opportunity, a forum for them to reconnect with each other. So I think Catholic educators want quality Catholic professional development. They know there's a different take on everything because we're Catholic and they want to connect with one another. And I think that we have lots of possibilities in order at NCA to provide them with those things and in a way that will be very meaningful and on their schedule. Because let's face it, during this COVID, the school day is going from 7.30 a.m. until 8 p.m. Parents are sharing computers with their children. Teachers are sharing computers with their children. Um, we heard today from a superintendent about a mother of nine children who's also a Catholic school teacher and just trying for her to help her own children learn, managing her classroom all while she's at home. That's a lot. But yet she's doing that. And her Catholic community, guess what? won't surprise you, but they want to help her. We can help her by providing her that quality Catholic professional development when she's ready for it, whatever time, day or night. And I think through NCA Virtual, we're going to be able to do that. Yes, I think you're, you're right about that. And I think that's a, just another thing to comment on because we are doing ongoing meetings with uh, superintendents. Every two weeks, uh, we have a, a couple of Zoom calls with superintendents across the country. And I think at this point, we've probably talked to over 100 superintendents across the country at some point over those uh, two or three sessions we've had. And we on the other week, then we do principals. We do elementary school principals and high school principals. And that's been a great learning process for us. And I think the big um, thing we want to communicate out there to people who will be listening to this podcast is we recognize that we need to be in service 
to you uh, as members. That's our role. And, uh, and we must always be listening to you about what your needs are and what you specifically would like to see. And so Obviously, if you took part in NCA Virtual, we'd love to hear your feedback. Um, as Kathy said, we had very positive evaluations, but obviously any constructive criticism is also very much appreciated and valued. Our emails, again, are very simple. It's our first initials and last name, so kmears, kbaxter at ncea.org. But we really want to hear from you about what your experience was. If you didn't participate, maybe why didn't you participate and what would get you to consider uh, participation? And then um, what we could do to better meet those needs. Things we're talking about internally are things like um, a Catholic version of a teacher pay teachers type site. I think most educators are familiar with this where you uh, can share lesson plan ideas and, and set up kind of a system to um, incentivize people to share and then people to utilize different um, unit plans or lesson plans. And so kind of creating something along those lines, looking at maybe a specific subject area focus for different Catholic school teachers. So can we have a group that focuses just on math instruction, if you will? Uh, so math instructors in Catholic schools, science instructors in Catholic schools, create these uh, networks and these groups where you can actually do more targeted collaboration around that idea. We've talked about professional learning networks, which we're continuing to build out. These are small groups, five to eight people, who do the same job in Catholic education and they meet monthly over the course of a year on a Zoom call to help build um, collaboration, to help uh, kind of collaboratively problem solve. How do those groups help to get built and uh, and utilized? So these are things that we're, nothing is kind of obviously set in stone as we build out from this, but we want to tap into that energy and that enthusiasm that we saw all week and really start to build something that could be new and different but obviously continuing to uh, ensure that we're providing this service to members so they can continue to provide a high-quality Catholic education to the students and families that they serve. And Kevin, I think that our teachers will will want all those things, but you're absolutely right. If they could share with us what they want, we will be much better at giving them what they want. So please reach out to us, K-M-E-A-R-S at N-C-E-A.org, K-M-E-A-R-S at N-C-E-A.org, or Kevin Baxter, K-B-A-X-T-E-R at N-C-E-A.org. Kevin, one thing you didn't mention that I think is going to be exciting are the e-communities. The e-communities are like um, a digital platform. It's kind of like a big chat box where you can put in your questions. People can answer them, give you ideas. You can share your ideas. And it's a big discussion board. And I think our teachers will like that because they can put out their question, come back a few hours later and see what people have said. You can also plan to meet there in real time. So all of this is going to be great for our, our folks. If we could just take a moment and pat ourselves on the back a little bit for the wonderful presenters we have, because the presenters did a great job. And I know that you and I have plans to ask them to help us more, to reach out, to provide more resources. So um, you're telling us about the presenters that you heard, that you liked. That's really important to us because we want to tap those people on the shoulder and see how we can involve them further so that you get the benefit of their knowledge and skills. 
That's great. And I think the other group that we definitely want to express our gratitude toward, Kathy, is the NCA staff, which, you know, as as schools have gone through this process of all of a sudden adapting to uh, remote learning in a very, very short period of time, the NCA staff had to respond, you know, within three weeks to a closed convention and then offering this, this virtual option. And uh, I know both of you and I have been so impressed with how they've stepped up and the work that they've done and just um, the success. So we really want to praise them and thank them for all of their terrific work. I want to pose a question for you, Kathy, because I know these things we've talked about. And and um, because this crisis with COVID-19 is so indeterminate as far as when it's going to end and different reports and there are different states that might have different realities, what are we thinking or what are you thinking? What is NCA thinking about uh, our Catholic Leadership Summit, CLS, that we have uh, scheduled to take place in Portland in the fall, and then even convention, which is a year from now in Los Angeles. Or, or what are we thinking about in terms of that? Obviously, no decisions have been made yet, for sure. But but what are your thoughts? So I don't know what to think. <laughs> it's difficult because NCA will be committing large amounts of money to make those things happen, and we want to do that. It's the right thing for our members. But we also realize that the world may not be ready for people to come together in groups that are as large as CLS or convention. And so we're looking at, at all the options. I think that what this week has proven is that our teachers are ready to learn in a digital format online. I think they like on demand, the numbers would indicate that, so that they can get that webinar by Jody Blanco when it's most convenient for them. Or they can listen to you, Kevin, when they're doing their budget, have real-time help support because you would be speaking about budgets just while they're working on their budgets is important. Somebody told me that they take our podcast and we are their walk. So they listen to us while on their walk. So if you're walking, you may be walking outside and be social distancing yourself from everybody around you. And NCA is trying to figure out, should we go ahead and have a CLS? Should we go ahead and have NCA 21 in Los Angeles? And again, we want to do those things, but I don't think there's any doubt that if we do those things face-to-face, which will be tremendous and great because it'll mean our country is better and that would be wonderful, but it also means that we're still going to do some kind of online component. I think after you've had the success we've had this week, that to walk away from it would be foolhardy and would not be what our members need or want. We wouldn't be serving our members well. We wouldn't be actually fulfilling the mission in this way when now we know that we can, so we need to keep doing that. So I think that both of them will have an online component of some sort, whether that's sharing keynotes, sharing breakout sessions, not sure exactly how that would work, but there has to be an online component to any of the PD that we do moving forward. We're just able to serve more members that way, and we cannot ignore that because our whole job is to provide professional development to serve our members. We will definitely do an online component, whether that's the only thing we do for CLS, um, the Catholic Leadership Summit, or the only thing we do for um, LA21, that's to be determined. It would be a little bit early to make those decisions, although I'm hearing about different companies that are making decisions that far out right now. But I think NCA will um, be a little bit more conservative and take a little more time before we make those decisions. But um, I I just, I cannot believe we would do another event without an online component. Don't you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. I think this has shown definitely that that, um, some virtual option 
should absolutely be in place for almost everything that we do, especially CLS and convention. The other thing you alluded to, and, and we should really stress this point, but that uh, virtual uh, NCA virtual that we just concluded is still there. So if you have not registered, you can still go to our, our regular homepage, click register and access that site. All sessions, both the on-demand sessions and the live sessions, are now on-demand. And so you can access those at any time. And again, as Kathy referred to, that's a great way to think about professional development because you might go to an in-person convention, hear a great talk, and then think, oh gosh, now I'm, that's going to be relevant in three months when I start budget planning or in two months when I start marketing or thinking about open house. So having that available in, in a format where you can, you can access that whenever you need it um, is something obviously that I think members really very much appreciate. Online components and virtual options will be part of everything that we do moving forward. This is something I know you and I had conversations with way, way before we even knew what coronavirus or COVID-19 was. <laughs> and so some ways, again, as we, as we said, this is compelling us to think in new ways. And um, we recognize we have, to, um, we have to bring to bear for, for all of our members. And we do know one thing we're going to do online. We are going to do a one-day stream conference online in June. So I'm excited about that. The information isn't out yet because we're still working on it, but it's going to be available. And, you know, Kevin, if you had to pick another topic for one day workshop online what would be the topic what would be the focus if you had your way well I think what I would try to at this point say is is how are you thinking about remote learning for the long term because here's what I, I I think about too in terms of uh, rural schools in terms of uh, maybe low enrolled schools and we've talked I think in the past about micro schools which we're still developing so when we're in person how do we operate a school with low enrollment but now maybe we start to think about how do we do some virtual instruction you know we've we've done this now so when when let's wave the magic wand and say we're through this and we're back to quote unquote normal and we have everyone back in our school well what are we doing virtually maybe for some of the the kids who are homeschooled right now or kids maybe who um, you know traditional school is not an option or can you do some kind of hybrid where kids learn at home some days during the week and maybe they come to school some days a week and and I think there are a lot of things to think through you know because obviously we'll have a number of Catholic schools who if they could go back to the way it was they'll just go back and they'll be successful and they'll be great but there are a number of schools out there that might want to incorporate some of this so how do we think about those uh, those things and um, as we've talked about in the past I think a lot of times for these types of trainings and these types of sessions that NCA can help bring to bear what questions can we pose and what can we we get people to start thinking about so we don't necessarily solve all those problems right away but we can at least begin to think about some of those those big questions that we need to consider moving forward yeah, I think that's right. And posing the big question is really part of, I think, our job as leaders in Catholic education. Um, we don't have to have all the answers, but sometimes just posing the question sets off a whole string of thoughts for somebody that will help them solve their problem. So I think posing the questions is very, very important. Um, the other thing, though, that I thought you would say, Kevin, that I'm going to urge you to think about is... Um, we need to provide schools with more resources on how to budget during this um, crisis, this pandemic. And so I thought you were going to say that you'd be glad to do another day <laughs> on um, budgeting and figuring out finances during the pandemic. So um, I'll give you the opportunity to say now that you would like to do that. 
Well, absolutely. But here's, uh, I think you're absolutely right about that. That's 100% right. But um, I'll pose this right right back at you because I think that's very, very important. And I almost think we need to have another podcast in maybe another two weeks or so that you and I could come on and talk about some of these long-term implications. I feel um, maybe guiltily, (laughs) the Catholic guilt coming through, excited about this last month. To see what we've seen, and I know you and I both have been on social media, and we've talked to a lot of superintendents, we've talked to a lot of principals, and I would say most of the stuff that I have heard, that we have heard, has been positive. People excited about the move, how enthusiastic teachers have embraced this, um, some parents actually expressing interest from public schools about enrolling in the schools, um, and that's been great. Then we had NCA virtual, and we had almost 7,000 people register, and really full sessions, and exciting evaluations, so, so we're in a period now now where we're kind of excited about this and yet the long-term impact is still something that kind of keeps me up at night. I worry about the fact that our churches are not in session and the offertory income's going down and the offertory income going down means dioceses will be feeling a financial pinch and if dioceses feel a financial pinch that will impact diocesan school offices and then conversely will impact schools. And I don't want to be a downer on this but I think those big things um, we have to be dealing with talking about preparing for and so when we do a finance session um, that we want to provide virtually to all of our members in the next months coming up I think those are the big questions that we have to continue to think how do we deal with this if we have to have pay cuts across the board or if we have to let certain staff go because of finances these are can be devastating things for school communities and we need to make sure that we're prepared and thinking about how to do that in a way that's obviously pastoral and very much uh, in line with our faith but also recognizing the overall aim to make sure that our schools are healthy and robust and sustainable for the students and for the families that they're serving. I could not agree more. And the other thing is we have to remind people sometimes, especially right now, we don't go to church. It's hard for me to know what day it is because we don't go to mass on Sunday. It's just odd for me. This is the first time in my life that's happened. So it's odd. You know, is it Monday? It must not be Monday. I didn't go to church yesterday. That kind of thing is in my head. But we have to remind people, and I think our schools have done this really well, really, really well during this um, Lent and Holy Week. They kept the week holy. They kept Lent. They kept the Catholic as their foundation. And I think that when we approach any of these issues with the pandemic, that's what we have to do. We have to remember that God is with us, that we're all going to be okay, um, that he's walking every step with us. I think that's really what we should talk about at our next podcast, you know, how the pandemic is impacting our schools. In real time, you and I are getting information because of our conversations with superintendents every other week and principals every other week. And if you're out there listening and you haven't joined us, please do, because we really do appreciate everybody's input and what you're telling us matters. So I think that's a great topic for the for the next time. But before we wrap this up, Kevin, can we go back and you tell me the thing that you learned through NCA Virtual? What what's the one thing that you learned that you didn't know, or you're kind of maybe even surprised that you learned it? Well, I guess what I would say is I'd go back to the fact that our numbers. I'll be perfectly honest, and we wouldn't have shared this before, I think. But when when no, Kathy and I first. <laughs> But when we first started talking about this in mid-March, when we canceled, we thought we'd do this. 
we started thinking, oh my gosh, people are online all the time. Is anyone going to come? And gosh, it's going to be a, it's Easter break for a lot of teachers and they're not going to want to go and sit on sessions. And so in some ways, I think we thought, gosh, if we get 200 people to register, we'll be great. You know, so we, our expectations weren't exceedingly high for this. So the fact that we had almost 7,000 registered to me is going to be the big, now obviously I've learned a lot content wise. I don't want to dismiss that because that's really important. But for me, my big takeaway is the fact that we had that level of interest. And if we have that level of interest with three weeks of prep, we can even build that interest even further. And that can be a mechanism for us to continue to support Catholic schools. You know, can we do um, virtual retreats for schools to start the year? Can we do virtual back to school um, sessions for diocese? Can we help launch these things and help support you and your work to make sure that you're reaching a wide audience? So that's my big takeaway is just that we had that level of interest and uh, excitement about what NCA Virtual provided. And how about you, Kathy? What was your big takeaway? Well, the numbers were very surprising to me, very pleasantly surprising to me. It, it was great. And um, the texts I received from friends and Catholic educators that said, this is great and thank you, those meant a lot because you just like hearing from your friends and they think you're doing a good job. That's, that's always nice. I think what I learned the most is that NCA can truly, truly play a role in Catholic education that is very vital and that is very much needed. And we always knew we could do it, and I think we've done it for 116 years, but I think we did it to a new level in the last week, and that's very gratifying. And it was a wonderful thing to learn. You know, you think you can do it and you set out, but when you're planning all this in, in such a short time, you worry, will we make mistakes? Will they be big mistakes, things like that? And what I learned is that our team trust each other and willing to go to bat for each other and that that was great to do i also think that what i learned is that we have a lot more to learn about this medium and how we use it to impact catholic education we have to study our data we have to figure out what people need and want and then we have to go back to the drawing board and and figure out what to do next and um, i can promise all of our listeners that we will take that very seriously and again if you have any ideas, thoughts to share with us, please do so. kmears at nca.org or kbaxter at nca.org. We really would like to hear from you, so please feel free to do that. I'm, I'm proud of what happened this week, Kevin, and I'm grateful to you for your leadership on it, and I look forward to our next challenge and our next win, and then we'll have another podcast in a week or two where you and I will dive into that pandemic thing and figure out how it's impacting Catholic schools and then what we think might be helpful as we move forward. Terrific. Well, Kathy, thank you so much. Thanks to everyone listening. Our, our listenership is growing, which is wonderful. So please share this podcast with your Catholic school friends or non-Catholic school friends if you think it would be of interest to them. And uh, we will be back very shortly with uh, additional episodes of NCA Podcast. Thanks, everybody. God bless. Thank you.